0: Welcome to Applied Catholicism, the show where we talk about the world outside the Catholic bubble for young Catholics. I'm Tony. I'm Walter. And we're your hosts, uh, also the only people on the show. I don't know why I call us your hosts, but you know I mean, that's what we are. We are the hosts. So anyway, Walter, what are we talking about today? College,
1: yeah. which I guess is a little bit younger than you know most like young adult Catholics, but it's still pretty relevant. I mean, there are some people who take a little bit of time before going to college, um, but it's always going to be a, a relevant topic for. Um, rising high school seniors and uh, people making that decision. I mean, we'll probably also discuss some stuff that's good for people who are in college.
0: Yeah. But also I've noticed the people who are just out of college tend to have the strongest opinions about who should go to college.
1: Yeah.
0: And And that is true. Wouldn't you know we're about to do that exact same thing. Uh, For reference, Tony and I graduated from college two years ago. Yes, it has been two years now. Wow. Time flies. My goodness. So, uh, Walter where did you go to college
1: I went to college at Xavier University in Cincinnati it's a Jesuit college uh, liberal arts although they've kind of been gutting the liberal arts curriculum for years now um, on the smaller side not as small as where you went but smaller than like you know the the big schools like um, uh, like research universities like Cincinnati or Ohio State Purdue Indiana um, we're about I think, Four or 5,000 undergrads, somewhere in there. Uh, And yeah, graduated in 2018, had a degree in chemistry and a minor in biology, which pretty pretty lame combo in my opinion, but oh well. What about you?
0: Uh, Well, Xavier is downright gigantic compared to where I went. Uh, I went to beautiful, sunny Ave Maria University down in South Florida, Uh, about a 30-minute drive outside Naples. And a grand total undergraduate population of just over a 1,000 students when I graduated. Very tiny school. Uh, yeah, I
1: graduated with more people than that. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yep. Uh, the public high school class in our hometown graduated more people than that. hmm uh, But they are primarily a liberal arts school. Uh, they just began a nursing program uh, fairly recently, uh, but they're yeah, focused on liberal arts uh, with the not concentration, but a very distinct emphasis on getting students into grad school. Didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people go from uh, Ave into grad school. A lot of people also go from Ave into marriage. Uh, Some something- degrees. Yeah. Is um, that something going to discuss? Yeah, we'll talk about that in a little <laughs> we'll bit. Get to that. Yeah, something like one in five students. That ratio might actually have gone up. Uh, meet their spouse at Ave. Yeah. And I am a part of that statistic. Yeah, you are.
1: (laughs) I don't I feel like like that was the classic thing was a lot of people used to meet their spouses at college. And I feel like it's not as common. There's a number of people I know who did. um, Well, yeah. You and I included. Yeah. um,
0: Yeah. And we can talk about that another time, but that's not exactly college related.
1: So, uh, why go to college is the first question. As a young Catholic, why go and seek out a bachelor's
0: degree? Um, Well, Walter, do you remember this? When, uh, senior year of high school, uh, very beginning of the year, end of junior year, beginning of senior year, uh, do you remember what my college plans were?
1: Um, yeah, yeah, if I recall correctly, you were going to go to
0: community college for the first two years. Yes, and that took some persuading to get me to that point. I didn't want to do it at all because I didn't see the point. (laughs) Going to community college or going to full four-year college? Oh, just going to any sort of after-high school education. Ah,
1: see, I don't I don't remember that. Because you and I, we graduated from a local college... Or not local college, local uh, Catholic high school that was... The, the emphasis was it was a college preparatory school. Yes. Their bread and butter was we get as many students into college as possible.
0: Yep, something like 95 to 97%. It was like 99. It was
1: like 99. Well, it was, there, was there, there, there There was like one person in each class who... <laughs> Like, I think there were two from our class. One person took a gap year, and one person joined the Coast Guard. Because they did to use that to pay for college. But, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, okay, I remember that now.
0: Yeah, I did not want to go to college at all, because, uh, why bother? I didn't know what I wanted to study, and I figured I could get a job out of high school anyway, so why would I bother spending exorbitant amounts of money on a degree that I didn't need?
1: I mean, that's a fair point. Um... I mean, you ended up... Whatever you're what you're doing now, you probably... Did, did they require a degree? I
0: don't know. They don't require it. It's it beneficial. It definitely put me above other candidates, but it's not required for the position. And what was your degree in? Uh, I graduated with a triple major in theology, philosophy, and humanities. And for those who are wondering, no, I did not go to seminary. I did not spend any time in seminary, contrary to popular belief that... That was the running joke at our high school. He was going to seminary, um, but yeah. So Walter, you wound up at Xavier. Now, why'd you end up at Xavier?
1: Um, couple of reasons. Um, so I knew in high school I wasn't a hundred percent sure what I wanted to do, wanted to do, but I knew it was going to be science related to some kind. I was leaning towards medical school, but I was also open to uh, going and pursuing a. Uh, graduate degree of some kind in chemistry probably medicinal chemistry is what I thought at the time Um, and um, I knew I was not mature enough for a big college so like our our big in-state schools would have been Purdue and Indiana or IU is what I'll call it Um, and uh, I just knew I didn't have the maturity to handle that big of an environment so I was looking at smaller colleges Uh, I think it came down to Notre Dame, Xavier and Hanover Of those three, I knew Xavier and Notre Dame had good science reputations, Xavier being a Jesuit college, Um, one of the good Catholic schools for science. The Jesuits, say what you will about them, they are the preeminent order when it comes to science in the modern era. And so if you want to go to a Catholic college and get a good, well-respected science degree, Jesuit college is the place to go. The other one you can go is Notre Dame. I ended up deciding not Notre Dame because I walked out of Xavier with zero debt. And the, I don't know, the kind of people I saw from our high school that went to Notre Dame, they were a bit more laser-focused on academics than I was. (laughs) That's one way to put it. And, um... I don't know. Like, I mean, I, I, I did well in high school, but I wasn't laser focused. You and I weren't valedictory. We were both pretty no. similar there. Yeah. Like, we did we did, we did, we did, well. We did, we did well on the standardized tests. We normally got A's with a couple, you know, A minuses and B pluses sprinkled in. Um, but laser focus on academics wasn't our thing. And so I was just like, eh, I don't think I want to be in that particular environment. So I, I ended up deciding on Xavier. Um, I would say I was happy with the choice. It worked out well for me. I don't necessarily think it would work out for everyone. But, uh, yeah. What was your thought process behind Ave? Because I remember
0: when you came back <laughs> from your visit. So, well, to start with, I didn't want to go to college at all. And uh, my parents said that that was not an option. Um, yeah, my dad was not pleased with... Were your parents paying for your college? Uh, no. No, they were not. <laughs> but they did. <laughs> well, the the options were... Uh, Go to college and have a place to stay when I'm on break from school, or don't go to college, get a job now, and find a place to live as soon as possible. Because, uh, yeah, that uh, whole roof thing got expensive.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, The the way my dad put it was, uh, "All right, you've graduated from high school. You have uh, three options. I think it was four. Uh, You can go to college, you can join the military, you can get a job and start paying me a small amount of rent, or you can get out of my house." so,
0: yeah, uh, it wasn't those exact words, but that was kind of the concept. Uh, so then the option was basically just community college because I didn't really know what I wanted to study. Well, let me rephrase that. I knew what I wanted to study. Uh, I knew I wanted to get a degree in theology and philosophy, uh, mostly because that's where my interest was. I mean, I could have done any number of subjects. I considered switching into various different uh, fields of business, uh, considered engineering. I...
1: I yeah. that phase.
0: Yeah. Uh, Could have gone a lot of different directions, but uh, really decided on theology and philosophy. And uh, senior year, I think it was September or October, I uh, took a visit down to Ave's campus and didn't want to come back uh, because... Yeah, I remember that. Well, when you go from Indianapolis to South Florida, right before winter's coming, that Florida weather is real nice. I bet. Yeah. See, I don't, I don't know if I would have liked that, but I'm more of a cold-weather person. Yeah, I miss the beach. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was...
1: So, in your case, you, you actually needed to find a Catholic university because right. you were doing theology.
0: Yeah, so yeah, my degree is in theology, and so it actually mattered where I got that theology degree. So, you know, if I were to go to Purdue, for example, they don't exactly have a theology department. Now, they do have religious studies, but that's a whole other program, and we can talk about that another time. That is not theology And that's all I'm going to say on the matter for now. (laughs) Uh, So I had to go to a school that actually had a theology program. uh, And then for the philosophy, I needed a school that had a philosophy program that I could trust. And this is actually something that gets tossed around a lot when people are talking about colleges. Uh, They'll talk a lot about, you know, you should get a degree in philosophy because a degree in philosophy will teach you how to think. That's not true. I just want to dispel that myth right now. As a person with a degree in philosophy... My degree is not in how to think. My degree is in the history of philosophy and ideas. Yeah. Learning how to think is a critical thinking skill you can develop in the process of getting a degree in theology or in philosophy. But you can also develop those skills in getting any number of other degrees. I would agree with that. Um, I think the
1: class that probably taught me the best critical thinking skills was an English class. So in your case, you didn't or you needed to go to a, ca- a Catholic college. Yes. Whereas yeah. for me, mm-hmm. it wasn't necessary Um, that being said uh, as a modern Jesuit college Xavier is a Catholic college by the loosest of definitions there is a chapel in the center of campus and I I love the rest of campus but unfortunately that chapel is just ugly Um, it looks like a UFO parked in the middle of campus
0: Okay, to be fair the church in Ave, from the back, looks like a spaceship about to take off.
1: <laughs> okay, so it, that that might just be more of a problem of modern architecture. I'm not quite sure when yeah. the chapel at Xavier was built, but um, other than that, I mean, really the only reminders that you really had on an everyday basis that Xavier was a Catholic college was uh, the fact that they had a crucifix in every single um, classroom and laboratory. Um, and... Otherwise, I mean, Xavier was more or less just like any other college.
0: See, meanwhile, at Ave, we had a tabernacle in every dorm building.
1: Yeah. I think Xavier used to be like that. All the older dorms have a chapel in them. Interesting. So I remember my freshman year, I actually was uh, living in the honors and athletes dorm. I was not an athlete. (laughs) Uh, I am not good enough for that. Uh, I did manage to get in the honors program, though, um, and so my roommates and I uh, opted to live there. And we were right next to the chapel, and I, I think it had a tabernacle? I'm not sure. It had an altar. Okay. And then it had chairs. I don't know when the last time Mass was said in it. Admittedly, one of the on-campus Jesuits uh, normally lived in that dorm right across the hall from us, so maybe he said Mass there regularly. Uh, but he was on sabbatical for that particular year, so um, I actually never met him. Uh, I was moved out by the time he was back, and then he taught, um, I think, I think he taught lower-level calculus classes, and I'd already moved on from Calc 1 and 2 by the time he was back, which the only math class I had left at that point was Calc 3, but um, they had someone else who taught that. Uh, But otherwise, yeah, um, Catholic Life on campus at Xavier, uh, you absolutely had to go and make of it what you would. You had to go and find a way to make it for yourself. Um, they offered, the, so that the chapel on campus was a, uh, a parish and um, they had mass uh, three times a day actually. I, one of the few things I did like about that church was daily mass. They got you in and out. Like mass average time on daily, just like a Monday, Tuesday or Wednesday or whatever was probably somewhere between 15 and 20 minutes
0: holy cow man you
1: you got in and out like it was designed for um people who worked on campus or work near campus things like that um and they had a uh they had two masses on sundays that catered to students a 4 p.m and a 10 p.m which is very stereotypically catholic but um yeah Um, other than that you kind of had to go and make of it what you would Mm -hmm. and unfortunately I think that's really what you have to do no matter um, what kind of campus you're on is if you're going to be a Catholic on a modern day college campus it really is a case that you have to go and you have to make that decision um, to actively pursue and practice your faith
0: to an extent that's a good thing yeah there's certainly an element of that uh Turns out, when you get to the real world and you're not living under your parents' roof, there's no one to make you go to mass. Yeah, uh, you you got to get yourself up and go.
1: Yeah, it, yeah. It, it, I mean, I'm sure there were plenty of. I know plenty of people who stopped practicing once they got to uh, to college because yep. mom was no longer there. And um, I mean, when it comes to our Catholic faith, like yeah. The, the, you eventually do have to make a choice to yeah. do it yourself.
0: Uh, because the teachings aren't easy. And, and, contrary to popular belief, that is not what the Sacrament of Confirmation is for. We can talk about that another time. But yeah. that is not confirmation.
1: You can probably talk about that more than that, kid. But <laughs>
0: oh, man. Right. Um,
1: uh, but, yeah. Um, and and the, the other thing is, I mean, uh, the, the other part, aspect of that when it comes to college is, I mean, you're very much going to be encountering people who not only disagree with the, the Catholic faith, but who are openly hostile to it.
0: Yeah, for a lot of people it really is a bursting of the bubble. Like, if if you grew up the way we did in a... I wasn't as much of a Catholic bubble as
1: you were. Right. I, 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 I did my time in public school.
0: Okay, that's fair. Uh, but if you grow up in anything even remotely resembling a Catholic bubble, you have to try pretty hard to encounter real people who will challenge the Catholic faith. And by real people, I mean not people on the internet. Because it's not that those ideas don't count, but it's really easy to. I feel like arguing on the internet just
1: doesn't count. Yeah,
0: no, the internet is just a whole other ball game, and it's just really yeah, I've spent my fair time arguing on the internet. That phase is behind me. Oh, good lord, why did I ever do that?
1: Because you were in high school.
0: Yeah, we all make poor choices in high school. Yep, um, high school me was a moron.
1: I mean, I, I would argue I, I was a moron then. I'd argue I'm still a moron now. But I, I like to think I'm a little <laughs> less of a moron.
0: I. We'll tentatively agree with that statement, (laughs) Uh, but really the thing is that the thing that people really don't realize is that what Walter's talking about with Xavier and needing to really take ownership of your faith uh, at a campus that is pretty much just nominally uh, Catholic—that's true of even the super Catholic schools, Uh, like at Ave. You still have to get yourself up to go to mass. Now, one of the benefits is that it's very likely that your roommate will help encourage you to do that. Yeah. Uh, but it is by no means necessary. I mean, my first roommate freshman year was actually not Catholic. That was an interesting experience, and I can talk about that another time. But yeah, he was an interesting fellow.
1: I looked. I looked in. Um, so I had four roommates, um, and they were the same. Or not four. Four roommates include myself. There were four of us. It was a group of four guys. Um, And it was the same four of us all four years. Uh, We, I I think we just used like the, the, Xavier gave us like a uh, service to like try and find a roommate. You could do random or you could like take a quiz and then you could see other people's results um, and pick your roommates based on that. And so I took the quiz, found the guy I was matched highest with, messaged him. We were like, we, we both were highest match for each other. We're like hey, we want a room. Yeah, sure. And so, all right, what are we gonna do? Uh, we went. And we found the next two highest guys <laughs> on our list. We're like hey, we're already rooming. Do you guys want to room together? And we'll get a suite in uh, this particular dorm. And they were like, sure. And I I didn't really know much of anything, cause like uh, about them, because the questionnaire did not include religion or things like that. Um, and with where my faith was in high school, I mean, like I was a Catholic, but I would not claim that like it ruled my everyday life. I was not going to make, like, oh, you know, that kind of decision based the off The funny
0: of, thing is that if you ask anyone we went to high school with, they would very much argue that point. Yeah, they very much would. But that's also because they don't know what it actually looks like to live your faith.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, that's a whole other conversation.
1: But uh, it, I, I, I looked into it. Uh, myself and two of the three other guys were all devout Catholics. Like, they, they went to Mass on Sundays, too, and uh, which... I know it does not sound like a tall bar to clear when, know, if you're coming from a Catholic high school or, um, you know, a, a strong Catholic family, but that's a pretty tall order when it comes to finding a Catholic roommate in college. One of the things you'll learn is that, uh, there are a lot of people who call themselves Catholic, um, and they are Catholic. As long as you've been baptized, you are a Catholic, um, but who do not still actively practice. And so finding actively practicing Catholics, uh, by luck like i did was pretty pretty rare and then the the fourth guy who um was not a practicing catholic he was raised in a catholic family i don't know he's he's um i don't know where he's at on his journey right now he's Um,
0: an interesting fellow
1: yeah he's uh i know he was flirting with deism and agnosticism but he's very culturally catholic i think he still goes and helps canter at his uh family's parish that he grew up at um And he's also uh, agrees strongly with the church on a lot of its moral teachings, which is very rare. Um,
0: Usually goes the other way around.
1: Yeah, although, um, I mean, uh, I'm not too surprised that that can happen. Um, A lot of church teachings are based off of, you know, philosophy and, you know, reason. Uh, A lot of opponents of the church would maybe contest that. Niche.
0: Yeah, that is not an undisputed question.
1: But, um, but I mean, uh, he, even if he wasn't Catholic, he still very much, you know, agreed with, on the morality of a number of things. Um, and he'd also grown up Catholic, and so it made the culture in our, our roommate group pretty pretty easy to make it a, a Catholic room. I mean, like, I wouldn't say any of us were, like, you know, what you imagine with, like, a hardcore Catholic, but you know we actively profess the beliefs of the church. Uh, we actively went to mass. We encouraged each other in going to confession, um, and that's honestly a really good thing to to do. Probably one of the better things you can do for maintaining a Catholic faith in college is having practicing Catholic roommates
0: I think Yep, Uh, Catholic roommates I think would be recommendation number one Uh, if you can't find those or don't find those or have some reason why that's not possible uh, number two is just do something to get involved just anything even if it means showing up every once in a while to I don't know join the choir or show up because there's some bible study lecture happening once a month just something just show up and sometimes it's a case you find
1: a something that's not necessarily, you know, university-sanctioned. Um, one of my roommates ended up joining a Bible study that was university-sanctioned, but eventually became not university-sanctioned because a group of the guys broke off and just wanted to uh, be in fraternity together. Um, and eventually the, the other two of us joined in with that. And, I mean, we developed a pretty uh, pretty good fraternity. We met weekly. Uh, we held each other accountable. Um... Starting, I think, my junior year, we did morning prayer, which I was not good at. And it was at <laughs>
0: 7 a.m. Um, College students are not known for their ability to wake up early. Oh, no.
1: Any time before 8.30 was awful for me. For, for reference, for that year, I think my earliest class was 10 a.m. Oh, good Lord. Um. Yeah, that's that's another thing you'll learn is that um, I, I remember I went in. I had 8 a.m.s every single day my first semester. And uh, that quickly changed after that semester.
0: I had a semester where I had... Tuesdays and Thursdays, I had all of my classes. Uh, There was one class I had Monday and Wednesday uh, afternoon. But Tuesday and Thursday, I was in class from 8 a.m. until 3.45 p.m. I thought it would be worth it because I was going to have my Monday, Wednesday, and Friday clear. It was not worth it. It was so not worth it. I thought, hey, I've done this for the last 12 years of my life, going to school at 8 and getting out at 3.30. I can do it again. No. No, that was a poor decision. Yeah, it's it's I don't know. Yeah, it's it's weird. College
1: definitely has its own culture, and um, it's kind of hard to not necessarily conform to that. Like I know there are some people who do it, and I'm sure there are some people who are listening to this podcast who are like, "Oh yeah, I was able to do that. That's not that hard." But um,
0: that is not a universal skill. You are very blessed. (laughs) Would not recommend. Some some
1: people eventually learn it. Yep. One of my profs in med school said you were going to eventually learn to become a morning person. Whenever you need to be at the hospital at 5 a.m. to pre-round, you will eventually learn that skill.
0: Yeah, you know what else helps you become a morning person? Have a baby. (laughs) Not there yet. (laughs) Yeah, turns out those things don't sleep in. At any rate. um, Yeah. Just make friends. Okay. Yes, and I know I say that just like, "Hey, yeah, just go make some friends." You know, go to the friend tree and pick a friend over there. And I realize that's not how that works. And I realize that that's actually one of the biggest struggles that people out of college face is making friends.
1: And that's something that, I mean, that's something I struggled with. Um, I'm not a very socially outgoing person. <laughs>
0: that's a, that's an understatement.
1: Um, I can be when I need to be, um, but. Uh, the first year of college was pretty rough in that regard. I, m- I made friends with my three roommates, and that was about it. I was on friendly terms with people I had classes with, but I didn't really do anything with any of them. Yeah. Xavier, I mean, there's definitely parties. It's not a big party school. Like in that region of Ohio, the big party school is about 45 minutes northwest at Miami of Ohio. Um, but, I mean, even the University of Cincinnati, which was three miles down the road, that was more of the party scene in Cincinnati. And so a lot of Xavier students, I think, went to parties there. Um, I never really went. But, yeah, yes. that was that was one of my big mistakes. and It's, it's just something I struggle with. I mean, I'm wrapping up my first year of medical school right now. And it was still, you know, I, I have, like, five years more mature than I was back in my first year of college. And it still has been taking a long time to kind of... Um, break out of my shell, make friends, things like that. I mean, we're, we're almost a full year down, and I'm only now starting to feel quasi-comfortable, which hasn't been helped by the whole quarantine <laughs> yeah. situation.
0: But uh, you're also fortunate enough to go to a school that's relatively near home. I mean, you were, what, two and a half, three hours away? Uh, two hours. Two hours? Depends okay. on how
1: much of a lead foot well, you have and how much construction there is.
0: Yeah, well, given the uh, amount of construction, it's never two hours, but... Uh, uh, yeah. I was 18 hours away, and the only person from our school who went to Ave. I had nothing. That was that was an adventure. You Would show you? up to the first freshman orientation event, look around the room, realize there are two other people in this room that are even from the same state that I am. But I mean, you 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 broke out a little bit easier. You. You made more friends a little bit quickly, or well, a little more quickly your first year. Yeah, uh, and there is something to be said for being dropped in a place where you know nobody. Um,
1: you kind of just have to learn to
0: fend for yourself. Yeah, it uh, it definitely forces you to learn quickly, uh, but you also uh, get the added benefit of a small school. It's a lot easier to get to know all the people in your major, in your department, uh, and your well, your dorm. Um,
1: and that came with time for me.
0: Yep, like a, major, a chemistry major is not
1: you know incredibly popular even among the sciences um and so i think there were like 10 of us that graduated in my class so after after freshman year we started to seek each other out a little bit in our sophomore level classes because um, there's everybody and their brother takes gen chem um that's like I don't know how many students they have registered for it each year, but it's an obscene amount. All the bio majors have to take it. All the pre-meds, all the physics majors, I think some of the math majors, just so many people have to take it. And then by the time you hit organic, it's down to mostly just the chemistry majors and then <laughs> the biology
0: majors. Yeah. Cause no one else wants to take really.
1: Yeah. And so and you're able, it's easier to find your fellow chemistry majors than, um, formed a pretty cohesive group. I'm still in touch with a couple of them. Um, but I mean, in that particular case, I was the only practicing Catholic. I think one of them grew up Catholic, and I think he practices a little bit now. I think he. I think he was not practicing as much at the start of college, but he practices a little bit more now. We didn't really talk too much about it. Um, incidentally, he's probably the one I I was closest with. Um, but I I don't think it was really because he was Catholic and I was Catholic. I I just. I don't know. Our personalities kind of mesh well. We both had similar goals. Um, we both just started medical school this past year. So um, we, uh, we we meshed, but in different areas.
0: Well, that's another important thing. You have to... It's okay to have friends that are not Catholic. That is okay. Matter of fact, that's not just okay. That's encouraged. That's a good thing. Oh, yeah. I
1: very much agree. <clears throat> I, I feel like if you're going to be going out and doing... Anything that's not for a Catholic institution, especially if you grew up um, in a very Catholic environment, like it, it can be a little bit of a skill learning how to interact, or it'd be, it'd be a little learning curve. Is what I mean to say, uh, <clears throat> learning how to interact, um, and it doesn't necessarily come naturally to everyone. I had a little bit of experience with it. I grew up going to the public school until high school, um, and so that helped a lot. Uh, admittedly, I was not very Catholic back then. I I, I attended Mass, um, and my mom's a very devout Catholic, but I was... I mean, I went to Mass, I served, but honestly, I think I served more as something to do during Mass. I like <clears throat> doing things. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: very I masculine. I,
1: I think a lot of men are, I like that. Uh, That's just and how so
0: we Serving kind
1: of helped. you know, kind of keep my focus, and I continued mm-hmm. that through high school. but
0: But yeah, if you're going to... Uh, exist outside of the Catholic bubble in any capacity at all, uh, y- you need to learn how to interact with people who aren't Catholic. And just in case it was confused, uh, Walter, do you by any chance happen to know the last words that Jesus spoke?
1: <clears throat> go and make disciples of all nations.
0: There you go. Go and make disciples
1: of all nations. Which admittedly something is not... I, it, it's not something I'm very good at. No. no it's not something... No, Most Catholics are very good at we're
0: it. We're not very good at it, but you, you gotta at least try. And if you're not willing to leave the bubble, it's a bit difficult to make disciples yeah. because the people you're interacting with are already disciples.
1: And I'm not saying people who <clears> grew <throat> up in a bubble, the Catholic bubble as we like to call it, are unwilling
0: to leave. Oh, no, the no, 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 no. Um, yeah, it's just a, that it's, it's,
1: it's a. Yeah, it, I mean, it can be a little challenging. Um, it's yes. definitely something I have to navigate a lot more now. Because at Xavier, um, I mean, definitely nowhere near everyone was Catholic. I, like I said, I was one of the only Catholics in my major. And I mean, I had to sit down and, you know, discuss that kind of stuff with um, uh, non-Catholics. And the the basic principle is I mean, respect um, and uh I mean, they knew I was Catholic. I I don't go out and shove it in people's face. It's not the first thing I tell people. I don't go out of my way to tell people that. Um, I I generally prefer to actually not really bring it up at first and just get to know the person outside of it. And then they slowly pick up on it over time. So, for example, I'll pray at meals. (laughs) That's a
0: dead giveaway. You decided oh, yeah, yeah, to cross yeah. over your food. Everyone cross, looks yeah. at you. What yeah. are you doing?
1: And it, I mean, even though they didn't necessarily agree with it, they just went with it. Yeah. and it, it, it was very much a case of I didn't agree with them. Like I mean, one of the guys for some reason, I, I I don't know if he grew up from a particularly you know anti-Catholic church or whatever. I knew he was Christian, um, but uh, he was not a big fan of Catholics. We got along just fine. Um, and. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's very much a case of respect. And I, I honestly do think not talking about it right away is one of the better ways of going about it. Because it's I, I feel like a lot of people have a very particular opinion that comes to mind when it comes to Catholicism. They hear yeah. you're Catholic. I mean, some people are, oh, so you're a pedo defender. Yeah. Things like that, which okay. is... Yeah, you know, I not uncommon, so. especially especially after the 2018 and, yeah. and the Pennsylvania allegations, which is oh, not the subject of this so. topic. We'll talk about subject, that another time. But, that's, um, that's a
0: whole other animal. But, yeah, you make a really good point because, uh, I mean, I'm sure we can all imagine the caricature of the fiery Baptist preacher standing on a soapbox on the street corner yelling at everyone that passes him by, You all are going to hell unless you do this and that and turn around and repent and... You're all burning hell, and I mean, how last, many people listen to him? Precisely no one.
1: I mean, I used to pass a guy like that on the corner outside of the medical school last fall when the weather was still somewhat decent. There'd be a guy who'd show up every couple weeks, and he'd have a sign, and he wasn't super shouty, but... I mean, no, that's it was, good. It was very much a case of, like, I mean, who do you think you're convincing? I mean, it's, it's, it's a public medical school. It is... Not religious by any stretch of the imagination.
0: Yeah, um, but the other thing... Uh, so, okay, you you walk past him, and what is most people's reaction to him? Not I in think, front of him, but once they've gotten past him.
1: I don't think I've ever been walking by with oh. someone. I think uh, maybe the one... I have one pretty good friend at school who's also Catholic, but... Um, Normally, it's just a case like, yeah, that's not the way to do it.
0: See, in my experience, uh, one of the first things that happens after this experience uh, is some form of mockery. Because. I believe it. Well. I mean, it's easy to mock. Yeah. Quite frankly. Yeah, you're not doing yourself any favors. And we, we realize that mocking people is not a Christian response. We acknowledge that. We're not saying that we do that. But you have these street corner preachers shouting at everyone, saying that they're all going to hell and no one takes them seriously because there's no reason to take them seriously. They have done absolutely nothing to establish any sort of credibility with anyone. Whether it it even be someone who agrees with him, or someone passing him by that's a complete stranger and has never seen this guy before, or even someone who's never experienced Christianity. This guy has done nothing to establish any sort of credibility as to why we should listen to him. And uh, this is something that Uh, A lot of the more recent popes have been emphasizing, and Pope Francis has gotten a lot of flack recently for saying this, but he's not the first one to say it. He's just repeating what the pope before him said. Uh, But that when you're evangelizing someone, the first step, their first experience of a Christian should be the love of a Christian. Namely, uh, hi, you're a human being worthy of respect. Yeah. And then you go from there. And when you've grown up in this Catholic bubble, it's uh, it, it, it gets difficult to see how this is supposed to work because we don't exactly encounter people who aren't already Catholic. Yeah One of the strongest experiences that I saw at Ave because there's a very small town attached to the school. It started with the professors and then a bunch of super super conservative Catholics who were trying to hide from the rest of the world showed up there and tried to shelter their families there. Uh, that is not how the developers marketed the town, and that caused a lot of drama early on. That was fun to navigate, uh, but I've I've encountered these families where uh, they send their kids to a Catholic college, a really Catholic college like uh, Christendom, uh, like Thomas Wyoming Aquinas. Catholic, like Tom, Thomas Aquinas in California. Uh, these schools that are famous for not just being Catholic, but for having these. Incredibly strict rules on how the students are to live, Uh, like Wyoming Catholic doesn't allow public displays of affection of any kind. Yeah,
1: Um, Uh, yeah. I mean, and it's not just Catholic schools that do that. Like I think think BYU has similar policies. No, uh, no, any kind of fornication or things like that. No alcohol.
0: Uh, There's a school in which is not very
1: Catholic, but
0: no. There's a there's a school in Florida. I think it's called uh, Pensacola Christian or something like that. uh, That actually was famous for being so strict that it's actually a little bit ridiculous. Um, Like, literally being mocked for how strict it was. Uh, But there is, while there is something to be said for having these rules, because there is the certain element of, you know, being entrusted with the care of these students uh, as the administration, um, at the same time, that's not what college is for it's not some sort of boarding school where you send your kids so that they'll keep you know being whatever they are until you can get back with them and help them navigate the ways of the world that's that's not the point of college the point of college is you go there so that you learn how to navigate the ways of the world
1: that's that kind of spins back to our original question of as a catholic why go to college
0: Hey, look at that. We made a full circle. Yeah, You didn't think we could, but we did. And yet we still haven't fully answered the question. Yeah, I know. Uh, and, you know, really, it's going to be different for every person. Uh, one of the things that I saw a lot of, uh, there's, there's this concept that there's some merit to it. Not a whole lot, and especially not when it costs a lot of money, but uh, this concept called an MRS degree. Now, that's not a degree in any particular subject. Uh, th- those would be the letters for the abbreviation misses. It's this idea that there are a lot of, especially women, although not necessarily only women, who go to college in order to find a spouse. Yep. They don't go because they care about their major, although sometimes they do. They don't go primarily because they want to get the degree so they can have that job when they graduate. They go in order to find their spouse. And it's not the worst idea in the world, but when it's going to cost you $20,000 a year... It's time to rethink your plan.
1: Uh, yeah, I, I also do not really like that. I, I, I don't think that's as big, as big, in Catholic culture. I, I still think there are a fair number that do it. Um, my wife uh, is actually a convert. Um, she decided to convert while she was in high school. Uh, she she comes from a rural area, and the only really good school nearby was a Catholic high school. She didn't want to go, and her mom was like, "Too bad." This is a good education. Her mom had graduated from the local public school, and then whenever she got to college, realized she was woefully underprepared and decided, I'm going to send... Well, I guess it's not my wife, but uh, her mother decided she's sending her daughter to the Catholic school um, and just knows that there will be Catholic religion classes, and that's okay. Uh, but my wife ended up deciding in high school to convert, and she converted her, her freshman year of college Um but according to her, she, she, came, she comes from a, uh, a non-denominational Protestant background. Uh, that's actually apparently a lot more common in um, more Protestant, uh, especially evangelical circles is that notion of a ring by spring. And actually the super hardcore, I don't know if they're evangelical, but the super hardcore Protestant Christian relatives I have, it was very much that case. Like um, the concept is ring by spring. Mm-hmm. And I never, I never worked out if it was ring by spring of your freshman year or your senior year. I'm assuming senior year.
0: Yeah, that's typically how it gets interpreted, although I, uh, all yeah. I've ever heard is ring by spring. Um, but yeah, there's this concept of the MRS degree where you go to college in order to find a spouse. That is not a good reason to go to college. Now, if you can go to college for free, yeah, go ahead. Go for it. Yeah, I mean, you're not paying anything. Yeah. Uh, but if you're actually going to pay money... You should probably get your money's worth.
1: Yeah. And I mean, <clears throat> instead of talking about why you shouldn't go to college, I feel like we should talk about why you should go to college. Hey, there you go. And I'm, I'm, so, I mean, the very basic idea is, I guess, the more uh, Aristotelian, not Aristotelian, um, this is Plato, the more Platonic idea of an education is valuable in that it forms you as a person
0: and shapes you. So you know how I said that philosophy majors don't actually teach you how to think. Uh, th- this is one of those instances where I, I, I was kind of wrong. Um, see, so this idea that education is good for education's sake—it's there is an element of truth to it.
1: I'm not going to. I'm not going to deny that education is good for education's sake. Yes, I, I, I very much think it is. I, th- there were some classes at Xavier that very much helped shape me into the person I am today. Mm -hmm. And I mean, oftentimes they were not taught by Catholics. They were taught by people who very much lived in contrary to Catholic teaching, never claimed to be Catholic, um, and had their morality completely differently. But they challenged me and helped shape my... Their views did not shape my morality or who I am as a person, but the particular manners and how they taught me to approach problems. Even though I arrived at completely different conclusions from them, Helped shape me into who I am today. Mm -hmm. Um, And I I, I do think that is valuable.
0: Yes. I will never say that education is in itself bad. Okay. So as humans, we have an intellectual nature. We we think. We are capable of thinking. It's a good thing. Um, But when you're doing the evaluation of college, you also have to evaluate the cost. And that's yeah. the undisputable thing. That at least right now, we'll see how things look five years from now when everything's online and no one's going to school anyway because no one. It's this virus is going to affect a lot of things.
1: We'll see. I mean, but, I, I mean, I think Purdue is already planning on starting back with on in class. I think I think in person classes. Yeah. And I, I guess I think they've already made that decision. Yeah. But we'll that's see how things play out. to change.
0: Uh, but these schools that are costing. On the conservative side, fifteen to twenty thousand dollars a year to that's go to. That's incredibly conservative. Yeah, that's like in state with a decent scholarship. Getting an education for the sake of getting an education is not worth hamstringing the next fifteen years of your life because you can't pay it off.
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm not going to go into how much debt my wife and I carry. I don't carry any from undergrad. I do carry some now that I have a first, my first year of medical school under my belt my wife carries a little bit and I, I mean the, the monthly payments put a pretty big dent in the income. And I admittedly, my wife is a teacher and <laughs> yeah. in Indiana
0: a teacher teachers, and a med student don't exactly have a great income.
1: No teachers, teachers don't get paid nearly enough. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I mean, it, it, it's a substantial dent into yep. our income. Like we, we are talking probably about 15%. Actually, I not probably, I know it's about 15%. I, I, I've seen it. Yeah. And so that's... And when you're trying to scrape by on end's meet, I mean, right now, what we're doing is we're just living off of her income and I just borrow for my tuition, um, my fees.
0: You guys are very fortunate to be able to do that. Yes, we are. But uh,
1: it, student debt is not something to be trifled with. No, absolutely and so not. so you absolutely do need to bring into fact... or factor into the equation... much
0: you're going to have afterwards (laughs) and obviously this is going to be different for every person so we're not going to give you some magical formula or a hard answer yes absolutely go to college no absolutely don't go to college no you need to think about this in your own situation And think about what you're going to study so like i studied theology and philosophy uh it turns out there's no philosophy factory down the street uh there's there's not exactly a market for uh street corner theologians they don't pay you to do that so when I was studying, I had to look at what schools I wanted to go to and what it was going to cost me in order to study these things. And one of the schools that I actually ruled out was the Catholic University of America. Because undergrad, undergraduate tuition is $50,000 a year. That's graduating with $200,000 in debt. I'm not going to be able to pay that off yep. being coming out with a degree in theology. That was a big thing. Just for Notre Dame. Um, uh,
1: they are, I think, forty five thousand in tuition. I think they were estimating like fifteen thousand in Holy living cow. expenses, which is so you're That's talking astronomical. You're talking two hundred forty thousand dollars for a bachelor's degree. Now yep. the Notre Dame name carries some weight. It's a well respected school by mm-hmm. everyone in the country, not just Catholics. And you get admitted to a pretty pretty tight knit, apparently alumni group. One of the friend that I had in my undergraduate. Uh, Major who was also uh, Catholic, um, or who, I guess he was finding his faith more as time went on. He went, he did a master's degree at Notre Dame, a one-year master's um, before going to med school. I actually came up and uh, visited him for a while. And I mean, it's like, it's astounding how big of a connection that is that people feel for Notre Dame. I'm never going to feel that connection for Xavier. Mm -hmm. I mean, I I, I enjoyed the basketball games. (laughs) I made some good friends, but... Um Notre Dame is something else. Yeah. However, I mean, I I, I the question is, is that worth two hundred and forty thousand dollars? Now, for all I know, you're one of the few people that Notre Dame gave a scholarship to, or you found some kind of outside scholarship. Like, I mean, I've heard of multiple people here in the state of Indiana, one of the big scholarship funds is the
0: Roof I think is it the Roof Lily Scholarship? Uh, it's something with one of some, the lily names. One, one on of
1: it. the lily names. Um, which is a big family in Indianapolis, and they basically end up paying for college. And so most of the people that qualify for the Ruth Lilly Medical... Or the, I I have Ruth Lilly in my mind because the, the, the medical library on campus is the <laughs> Ruth Lilly Medical Library. Um, but the Lilly Scholarship, I mean, it, it pays so well and you have to be so competitive to get it that most people who get it already got accepted to Notre Dame. They're like, well, that's the most expensive and most prestigious school in Indiana. I'm taking it. Yep. Um, but I mean, you, you do have to question, like, I mean, $240,000. I mean, I didn't even know if I was going to get into medical school or if I was going to change my
0: mind. I mean... Yep. So if you're going to be looking at something to take on that kind of debt, you got to be thinking about what you're going to be doing afterwards, and you know if you're going into like uh, petroleum engineering at one point, uh, fresh graduates would come out an like average of what? It's like a hundred thousand. Yeah, something it's, like a hundred thousand dollars a year salary because just because of the scarcity of the degree and the need for it in the field. Um, so if you're coming out into a field that's gonna pay you a hundred thousand dollars a year, then yeah, by all means, two hundred and forty thousand dollars—that's three years' salary. That's—I mean, you're not gonna pay it off in three years because you know you need to pay rent and buy food. But it's not unreasonable to pay off in a reasonable time. Yep.
1: And speaking from experience, don't bank on medical school being able to do that.
0: Oh, good lord, no! Because it's it is a
1: royal pain in the butt to even just get your foot in the door. Um, not everyone who uh, I, well, the vast majority of people, I think who start off claiming to be pre-med don't end <clears> up even applying, let alone getting in. I think there's about 50,000 application or applicants each year for 18,000 slots nationwide. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, in the United States, medicine is pretty well, but I mean, just, I think from the medical school, I, I think the average debt coming out now is like $200,000 for in medical school debt alone. And that's, not insubstantial. Yeah, and is, so, is co- college, like, the purpose of college is not to train people for the workforce. The purpose is to provide people with an education, help form the populace into hopefully a moral and upright citizenship, which is very much something the United States needs, or really any democracy needs to function. Um, however, we are at the point with how much college costs that even though the purpose of college is not to prepare you for a job, it does need to help
0: in some regard
1: with that aspect. <laughs> unless you're able to go for free.
0: because Well, if you can go for free, yeah, all, all bets are off. Do it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: It, 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 If you have a free college degree, um, I, I haven't said go for if it.
0: If you have the opportunity for a free college degree and you don't take advantage of the opportunity, you are wasting hundreds of thousands of dollars. That I adds- mean, not necessarily.
1: It depends on if you have, like, you okay. know, your Bill Gates and have some kind of ridiculous idea that's going to make millions. But the thing is, I think I remember people who have that yeah. at any rate.
0: Um, but, yeah. So I so, think what we're saying is as great as it is for edu- uh, for college to be education for education's sake, that's just not practically feasible.
1: Not at this point in time.
0: Maybe that'll change. Uh, Hopefully that'll change.
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean there's, there's going to be a lot that needs to be done. I mean, I know some people are huge into the student debt forgiveness. Um, mm-hmm. And, well, I'm sympathetic in some regards to that. Um, because, I mean, think of the amount of... Uh, I, mean, I mean, the young people are the kind of people who are ones willing to take on risks, start new businesses, things like that. And a lot of them are not willing to solely because of the fact that they have so much debt. Um, I also recognize that, one, it is kind of unfair to people who did you know, make decisions and plan properly, um, and graduated with less debt because of choices they made and sacrifices they made. Like, I mean, I know one of my friends graduated, uh, and I know he still has debt, but I mean, he worked three jobs through college to help support him and his mom to the point where his mom was considered dependent. Um, and I mean, he made huge sacrifices to do that. Um, and on the other hand, the, the, the other thing that I, I don't know I, I don't like the idea of uh, forgiving all the student loan debt right off, just a blanket forgiveness, is it bails out the universities. Because the universities have been up to some uh, shady business practices.
0: The Harvard endowment is uh, larger than the GDP of most nations.
1: And beyond that, I mean, I know some college. I know for a fact some colleges oh, were admitting students they knew were not academically prepared, and they did not have the ability to help catch them up.
0: Yes. Uh,
1: Solely to take their money.
0: Yes. Yeah. There, there are always those students. But
1: um, we've talked about why college. We've had a really long discussion about <laughs> being a Catholic in college. What should a what should a Catholic look for in a college? <laughs> So I mean, obviously, just going to a Catholic college ain't going to solve your problems. No. Oh,
0: good Lord, no. If you go to a place like Georgetown or Boston College, you might actually come out less Catholic. Those schools have reputations for having problems.
1: Was it Newman that said, um, if you want your kids to not be Catholic, send them to a Catholic school or something like that?
0: I don't think that was Newman that said that, but I, I have a feeling that's a very famous quote from... Don't somebody. quote me on that. I feel like... I'd... Somebody said that at some point. Uh, that's it, to Google. Okay, well, Walter's going to Google this. I'm going to keep rambling. Anyway, so there's this thing that's put out. It's called the Newman List of Catholic Colleges. Uh, and it's, well, it's a list of Catholic colleges uh, in the United States basically rated on their, uh, for lack of a better term, reputation as a Catholic school uh, so on there you'll find schools like uh ave marie university franciscan university steubenville christendom college thomas aquinas college uh benedictine uh, in nebraska kansas uh i believe it's nebraska nebraska
1: i don't know that like, was born in nebraska
0: okay nebraska- benedictine in nebraska um and you'll, you'll see these kinds of schools on it, uh, the schools that have a reputation for being not just a Catholic college, but like a super Catholic college, uh, one of those places that's they have a theology faculty that's actually making strides in the world of theology. Uh, they have a reputation for uh, the administration taking steps to preserve the student's life in virtue through various means of uh, some of them are arguable merit. Beside the point. So that's one place to look. Quick, I found the quote.
1: It was not Newman. It was Fulton Sheen. Oh. If you want your children to fight for their faith, send them to public school. If you want them to lose their faith, send them to Catholic school. As attributed to him. Okay. Um, but yeah. So I mean, there's the Newman guide. Yep. Um, however, I mean, a lot of Catholic schools
0: are private. Yes, and they are, oh, good Lord, expensive. I mentioned Catholic University of America, Notre Dame, Catholic school. Yeah. Private schools are expensive, people.
1: And so a public school may very well be the best choice. And so at that point, I think it really does just become a matter of falling back on what we discussed earlier in the pod, in the episode um, about, uh, you know, things to do to keep your faith in common. Mm-hmm. Um and at that point a good thing to look for is a Newman Center um, if you don't know a Newman Center uh, is essentially a parish more or less that caters to the university students of a particular university um, And I, so I, I know for a fact here in uh, Indiana I think it's Purdue has a really strong Newman Center they normally build really good communities um, uh, of Catholic students a lot of people find really good friends there um, I have a friend who um found her spouse going to the Newman Center at Ohio State in Columbus.
0: Um, Texas A&M has uh, apparently one of the best in the country, so I've heard. Uh, Actually, the former uh, chaplain of Texas A&M is now uh, Bishop Kondorov, Diocese of Tulsa in Oklahoma. So Mm -hmm. apparently they were doing well enough that their chaplain's a bishop.
1: Yeah. So um, if you're... If Catholic school is not attainable, or if you just simply don't think you would do well solely at a Catholic school.
0: Or if you're looking for a major that the Catholic schools don't offer or don't do terribly well at. Yep. Like most of the sciences. Uh, Outside you,
1: of the Jesuit universities. Yeah. But like I said, you'll deal with your own host of problems there. And a lot of the Jesuit universities don't have a Newman Center.
0: Yeah. Uh, now, something a lot of people... A lot of people who haven't been to college recently will swear by FOCUS, the Fellowship of Catholic University students. We can talk about them another time. Uh, I'm just going to say this now. They're not a guarantee of anything. They can be very beneficial. Emphasis on the can be. That's all I'm going to say about that now.
1: Yeah. I mean, I have no experience with them. Yeah. They don't exactly come to Xavier. So. Um,
0: but Yeah. I think that is about it. Alright, so uh, we don't have a way to end these. Well, because we're brand new to it. Well, also that end. we usually don't end conversations. Usually they just go on for an hour until one of us has to leave. Yeah, well,
1: <laughs> this needs to end. Uh, we hope you've thoroughly enjoyed this discussion. Hopefully you've gleaned something from it. If you're a Catholic high school student looking, uh, looking to college here in the next couple of years, hopefully there's at least some pearl of wisdom you've been able to take from it. I'm not going to claim that either of us are experts. Oh, no.
0: Good Lord, no. Oh, uh.
1: we, 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 we are not experts. We just have a little bit of experience going We're through people the people who
0: went to college once.
1: <laughs> we learned some things not to do. Yes. Um, but, yeah. Um, other than that, I, I think uh, that about wraps it up.
0: So, I guess, thank you and good night. <laughs> yep. We'll see you next time.